All right, let's talk about Bernie Sanders. Not really about his politics. That's all a friendly Geordie thing. It's not even a friendly Geordie thing because I can't be bothered talking about American politics because everybody else does, even though I always do on my podcast. So you can check them out if you like. But just how sick are you of, oh my God, Biden's up in the poll by one point. What does that mean? Shut up about polling. <laughs> Having said that, though, oh, it's close, isn't it? That's the other thing as well. You just went, again! No, but seriously, what happened? But, I kind of, because this is just about self-help. This is the self-help channel. Did you know that? You probably did, didn't you? Because you're probably a subscriber. If you didn't know that, surprise, now you do. Isn't that a twist of events? Not really. I suppose that's just what channels are, aren't they? Just separate shit. Mmm. So, <laughs> let's talk about... Bernard Sanders, ah, oh, he, fuck, I'm never saying that again. That little Twitter joke. <laughs> Making it sound a little more grand. That's a joke, isn't it? Yeah, it was once. Once! So, let's just talk about his personality. I think that above all, the reason that people resonated behind Bernie Sanders is because the type of person that Bernie Sanders, or the type of politics that Bernie Sanders usually represents is toxic. It's not necessarily that they're bad policies. I'm going to try and stay away from policy talk as much as possible, right? It's not that they're bad policies. That has nothing to do with it. It's just the type of person that pushes for it normally has a very combative, very unlikable personality. There's something a little bit manic about them. Look, I, I, I kind of push, look, everybody always is just like, duh, duh, Bernie Sanders, nothing like that in Australia. Yeah, there is. It's called Bill Shorten. We basically have that party here. Anyway, the point is, this is not about the policy of it. It's just that the way that he was able to sell that message to the public, there was a lot of things going for it. Obviously, it's the time. It's the fact that, Clearly, the majority of the public actually agrees with him on the policy positions, all of that. But there are other voices like Bernie Sanders that push for virtually the same things. Why did he resonate so well? I think it all comes down to integrity. There is virtually no politician. In fact, Noam Chomsky pointed it out. He said, well, something that's very rare in American politics, and that is that he's an honest politician. Obviously, it had that old boomer chuckle of like <laughs> I know what you're talking about tricky dicky yes <laughs> but obviously that's a rare commodity in politics but everywhere everywhere this is George Carlin's point and it resonates with me more and more the older I get that basically your parliament really is a direct reflection of the thinking and attitudes of the public now you can argue it as I always do that this is a lot to do with brainwashing and the mass media pointing out his particular agenda and propagandizing the public. Yes, that is all true. But the type of person that they resonate with, you could talk about Barnaby Joyce for instance, they don't give a fuck. His voters don't care about how corrupt, amoral and hypocritical he is. He's one of these because he wears a fucking hat. I think it is the same when it comes to any politician. It's just the, the more you are able to get more people around you, it is because you have more of a likeable personality to a broader spectrum of people. Originally when Bernie Sanders started, the original messaging of him was, the CNN key talking point that they had for the first few weeks 
when he was gaining traction in 2016, which was never going to get anywhere. Why? Because he has a Brooklyn accent. <laughs> but I understand the logic behind what they're saying. I understand that. Because people from Brooklyn, because he's like them, is going to go, Ah, this guy, this guy liked the cut of his jib for some reason. It might be the fact that he likes pastrami. Who knows? That's the fucking reason. But I think that what really resonated with the average voter, and I think that the reason that you can talk to people who didn't even vote for him in the primaries, there is near any politician that I know of, maybe Lula in Brazil, there's very few that have that high of an approval rating. And I think it is because people can sense that he's honest. He has the rarest commodity, not just in politics, but in society, integrity. He sticks to his guns. He believes something and then he acts on it. He doesn't believe something and then act in a different way and then try and justify it later because on a primal level, I think that human beings are good at detecting that. I think that they're good at detecting incongruency. Tony Robbins points this out when he's talking about elections worldwide. He says that I can predict who's going to win every election and I have since, you know, the 80s. But I don't know if that's true or not, but he's saying that he does. Uh, but, and I think that like his criteria mark is actually how a lot of people vote. A lot of people just vote, I think, on character. They're just like, that guy looks like he's got a good handshake. One. I understand that. That is definitely how the chimp mind works. It's just, oh, that guy's posture's a little more erect. What a boss. I mean, you even heard, like, a bunch of rappers. I remember seeing this long trait. Like, I don't know. There must, there must have been, like, 20. 20 rappers in the U.S. Most of them prominent. Well, someone like me, anyway, that was one of the classic. 18-year-old white teenagers going, yeah, yeah, I could, I could really resonate with Atlanta. But anyway, um, anyway, I knew a lot of them. And they were just saying, why do you support Donald Trump? And it was this simple. Because he looked like a boss. <laughs> and if you look at the data that comes in about Donald Trump, that was a lot of it. It's just he looks the part. He looks like a gay that makes snap decisions. Boom, you're fine. It was a lot about the fact that it was from The Apprentice. But I think when it comes to Bernie Sanders, he's got that really rare trait of he means what he says and he says what he means. Everyone, everyone should be aiming for that. It's the same when it comes to real estate agents and car dealers. Where do you come across one that even gives off the impression of Odyssey, not that shonky feel that they almost inevitably have? And pro tip if you're a real estate agent, stop using so much fucking gel. I think that's most of the reason that everyone's like it's it's a beacon, just like I am an untrustworthy weasel. I think when it comes to Bernie Sanders, though, you you read about this a lot in Brian Tracy's work. Actually, he is constantly talking about it because he wishes in seals, and he is saying that that is the trait more than anything else that will push you forward in sales. Yes, there's a bunch of other little techniques and tricks that you need, uh, just like there is at every skill base. But there is a primal sense in human beings where they can detect that. They can, they can, they can detect congruency. So, going back to Tony Robbins, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I completely forgot about that. But he was saying that there's four traits. I'll be discussing this because I'll also be doing Biden and Trump. But anyway, four traits that he looks for in a candidate. 
he looks for the one that looks the best, the one that sounds the best, the one that gives off the best feeling, and the one that is most congruent. Obviously, Bernie Sanders does not look the best. He looks like the grandfather of Tommy Pickles in Rugrats with glasses. Mmm, sick combo. <laughs> Shucked into all the four eyes watching. I have one eye. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, sounds the best. I mean, his voice is kind of funny, <laughs> but you know, he's got that raspy voice of the bottom class one percent. No. Does he make you feel very good? Not really. I, I think that that major criticism that kept coming out from the New York Times of his crotchety it resonates at least. It comes off of that on the screen. He does come off as quite crotchety and grumpy, but he seems congruent. No one else on that stage believes what they are saying with a firmer conviction than Bernie Sanders. And I think that it comes from that Jordan Peterson trait that you are, he is to the best of his ability. He is not thinking about anything else except being as honest as he possibly can. That's what his entire career is based off of. It's just identifying a problem how can I solve it? This is how I honestly think that I am going to solve this problem for you. That's what he's concerned with. He isn't really concerned with title. He's not concerned with moving up. In fact, this is what most people didn't understand about Bernie Sanders. And now there's that whole like, everybody didn't think. I, I don't think that most of those people understand that his primary objective wasn't to become president. It was to create this movement, just this idea that, you know, you can have Medicare. There was, there was all those kind of things, right? It was, it, was, it was more about just pushing these ideas to the forefront because that's his focus. His focus is on the honest issues of the day. It's not about dressing them up. It's not about distraction. This is obviously a lot of the art of politics is doing that to get into that position. But you can see with virtually everybody else and every other politician, but not just politician, but just society in general, the average person is more concerned with advancement than they are with being honest. What they don't understand is that these two things usually go hand in hand. There's very rare exceptions like you Julian Assages of the world that get heavily punished for honesty, but really, was Bernie Sanders? He's one of the most famous human beings on earth now. Obviously that came through 40 years of eating shit sandwiches, but he got there. He got that that man is never going to be wanting for anything in his life. In fact, he was never wanting for anything 40 years before that, even when he was a senator. It's, and he, was, he got there through that. That was his one trait. He wasn't smarter than the other politicians. In fact, I see it with a lot of the other ones, like your Bill Clintons and your Obamas. You can sense that they are highly intelligent men. They don't have that same level of congruency, though. But they do make you feel better than Bernie Sanders, and obviously they're very handsome. Clinton. <laughs> no, but anyway, look, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's that one thing that if you, if you strip away everything else, I think that was what allowed him to be the beacon. That was at the center of it. it, it we're really just focusing here on why him. Yes, there was these kind of like little separate movements before and everybody kind of thought what he thought, but why was he able to draw that mass crowd together? 
it was because he was the best at honestly expressing that. Just that. Just, just the bare bones facts as he sees them. So, anyway, what I'm saying is, as is evidence, you will see this further and further in almost every career that you can possibly look at. You will see it over and over again. The person that is honest at the end of the day does win out. They do win out because the trustworthiness, when it just comes back to survival times, or even actually in the Soviet Union, when I used to speak to Russians, and my mother like dove, I used to speak to them, right? And I used to not like them because I was like, they're so rude. You know what I realized though? It's not that they're rude, it's just that they're telling it like it is. And then after that, you really respect Russians. They're a lot more honest than in a lot of other societies. Like, compare that to Japan, for instance, where they even have words for, this is not my honest opinion, <laughs> right? It's because the Soviet Union was just such a surveyed society for so long that they really appreciated the trait of honesty. You had to be really honest with one another for there to be any sort of interaction. Otherwise, things just broke down instantly, right? That created trust. Once you get over that hurdle of the frostiness of, of Russians, which I, I get something to do with the weather, am I right? But it's also, I think, well, you can see it in the darting eyes that I've talked about before. It's because they grew up with that. That was their environment. And so because the environment necessitated this premium on honesty. They are much, in my experience anyway, much more honest than other, than other people. They don't really sugarcoat things. But with that comes respect. And with respect comes money. Ching ching. It does. It does. If people have this kind of thing of like, this guy is not going to fuck me over. This guy, like, I know where he stands. That is more valuable than someone who is just telling you what you want to hear, but you can kind of sense that they, 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 they're stringing you along. You will not like this person as much as you like this person that doesn't tell you what you want to hear. And it's the same in corporations. A lot of the times the corporations, it was a constant trait that uh, Jim Collins, I think his name is, in good degree, he's saying it over and over again about CEOs. The CEOs that had that kind of like, and I'm not here to make friends, just, yeah, no, we're not doing that, no, no, go away. They commanded respect. It's a commodity. <laughs> I gotta say, just dollar signs in my eyes, just like, good people equals ching ching. It's true though, isn't it? So, make sure that you like the video, give me more questions, and um, I'll see you tomorrow for the rest of my life, I guess, bye.